All the hand gestures here on the Biofriendly Podcast. Were we have we've been recording this whole time? Do you think we should keep any of that? I don't think we should. And that was all nonsense. That was all nonsense. nonsense. People heard that they want to throw themselves they off the side of a tree. What kind of side of a tree? Mm. <laughs> Not the top. The side. Yeah, so you well, can choose. You don't want to hurt yourself. You can choose. If you want to be like one foot to two feet off the side of the tree, yeah. that's where you can throw you yourself wanna, off. You want to pick a place where you feel safe and comfortable to throw yourself off. Uh-huh. And you'll survive the landing. Yes. What happened to your cup, Jacob? Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. So if you're watching the show... Mm-hmm. Um, you is, can't see this. You can't see one. this. That's right. This is only audio <laughs> part. I have a big chip in the cup. Yeah. And the cup is actually a white mug. Yeah. And so it... Strongly resembles the uh, the character from the Disney classic Beauty and the Beast, Chip. Chip. Isn't that Chip? Mm-hmm. But I've affectionately named the class Chip Douglas okay. after the cable guy. Because that's the character of Jim Carrey. So this is my Chip Douglas mug. Chip Douglas mug. Mm-hmm. You should change that to your name when you do the show. Chip Douglas. Chip. With the green. <laughs> this Week in Green with Chip Douglas. Ah. Chip Douglas. <laughs> then I'd have to do it like Jim Carrey and be like, yeah. I can give you free cable. Um, so I, yeah, I love this mug. And it fell on accident. And the person who did it was very apologetic. And She felt she terrible. She felt terrible. And I said, I'm not upset in the slightest. It's okay. Right, Veronica? <laughs> right. <laughs> As I out her on the show. Yeah, well, you got to do it live. I got it. You got to do it live yeah. on the show. International it, radio. It, I didn't want the least. I feel like it was like, well, it could be me. At least. At least. I was like, wait a minute. Why wait a minute. Do this? Wait a minute. So, there's only two other ladies in the room. <laughs> only one of them. But Veronica, it was an accident and it's okay. And now my cup has a lot of character because it's Chip Douglas. <laughs> Um, anyway, how's everybody doing? Great. This is the non-formal part of this show. This is mm-hmm. the uh, this is the pregame. This is the what's that called? Pregame? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah sure, pre- sure. Pre-game. Tailgate. Tailgate. That That's was the term I was forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can pregame. Yeah, you can pregame before I, you go out. I pregamed <laughs> with some coffee and and Noel pregame with some cereal. Yes, I did. I had yeah. a bowl of cereal. Had a bowl. Caused some some gastrointestinal distress. <laughs> I was not expecting that gastrointestinal distress, but there it came anyway. You know I think what? it's. I think that I don't have as much milk usually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and my body's like, oh hey. Yeah. What's this all about? Yeah, and you're eating very healthy cereals. I know. So that's also probably there's yeah. probably some, you know, yeah. some cleanup going on. Yeah. yeah. I I used to tell a joke uh, on stage. I said I'm eating healthy now, which means I'm nervous when you hug me. Because <laughs> whenever you're eating healthy, you're like, oh, not too tight, please. <laughs> So you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. yeah. Squeeze too hard. Yeah. Anyways, that's too much. <laughs> we ended. Yeah. We, uh, we. by the way, this is worth for our for our loyal fans. Loyal fans. We, on our last episode, yeah. we ended with some stories about some um, unfortunate, 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 uh, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate, which is a, a, a city in Portugal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You've been to Unfortunate Portugal? Huge surf waves. Yeah. Um, no, we were ending the show about our gastrointestinal stories, nightmarish stories, and my buddy Kevin Raymond, loyal fan of the show, great dude, wrote me. He goes, talk about this week in Brown. Am I right? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, this week in Brown. <laughs> this week in Brown. That actually is kind of funny that maybe a future segment could be like this weekend, and then it's a, a variation of what green is, like yeah. any color, yeah. and we can come up like, this week in yellow. <laughs> you know? yeah. So anyway, 
Well, should we start the nonsense? I think we can start nonsense. Okay. I feel like we we pregame with, pre-game. with everybody a little I bit there. So. You know, I, I gotta so. be warmed up. Mm-hmm. I'm warmed up. You're warmed mm-hmm. up. The audience is warmed up. Chip Douglas is warmed Chip up. Chip Douglas is warmed up. Chip My Douglas. perfectly intact water cup. Perfectly intact. Is also warmed up. No shatters. No cracks. Yeah. By the end of the show, that could all change. I'll just gotta <laughs> hand it to Veronica and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, wash this dish. We've been meaning to get rid of it for decades. All right. Well, let's get let's get going. Whenever you're ready, you can hit the old play button and I'll get us started because I am the first up to bat this week. Okay. Jacob okay. starts the game. Uh, I start the game. This week in green, could pig poop have promising power for our planet? Say that ten times fast. It's no surprise that Americans go hog wild for pork, since on average, we eat about 50 pounds of it each year. That adds up to a lot of leftover hog manure, which releases methane, a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. That's why Roseline Alternative Energy has partnered with Smithfield Foods, the largest pork producer in the country, to transform pig poop emissions into renewable natural gas in Missouri. Most farming techniques flush manure into pits or lagoons, where it breaks down over time, but also releases heat-trapping gases in the process. This technology would collect the waste and utilize the methane for energy needs. Brandon Butler from Roseline stated that not only are we capturing these greenhouse gases that would have historically gone into the atmosphere, we're also displacing the use of fossil fuel. Smithfield Farms is the first protein company to set a goal to reduce its GHGs 25% by the year 2025. Meanwhile, a nearby contracting company has been outspoken about the importance of sustainable building materials to house these pig farms. The company, known as the Big Bad Wolf Construction LLC, has stated that they should use eco-friendly materials like straw or wood and steer clear of those dumbass bricks. <laughs> you cannot blow a house down if it's made of bricks. You definitely can't. science. But I don't, think, I don't think that's what the Big Bad Wolf is worried about. He's looking to sustainable materials. I mean, that, that contracting company is thinking green and they want more renewables like wood and straw. I have invested interest in their success. Sure, sure. No, they, that's what they care about. They don't. They don't care about uh, about removing uh, methane emissions by eating pigs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They don't. There, there's no huffing and puffing, and and, and they don't blow blowing. anything down. No, definitely. This is definitely. It's not. That's not the subsidiary of the company. No, it's just big bad wolf. I'll blow your house down. Right, right. Incorporated. They, they've been going through a little bit of a rebrand. Sure. And while sure. that might be what you would initially think by that effort, it's not it at all. I promise you, this is purely environmental, just like. Uh, the farm. Although, then I apologize for the misinformation uh, that, that I've, been, I've been blasting on our show right then. That was uh, to the Big Bad Wolf Company LLC. That's me. That's on me. That's on my head. That's on my ears. That's a cool, that's a cool article. Yeah, it's a cool article. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have a chance to talk about pig poop to save the planet. You got to go for it. And, yeah. and I couldn't resist the alliteration, a couple P's in the row at the start there to really start me off with a tongue twister. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. It gets you warmed up for the whole rest of the show. Yes. Yeah, so, so all week long, you're going to be, you know, tight with your T's and P's and V's and yeah, L's. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. every news story has to begin with uh, lots of uh, yeah. plosives. Excellent. So anyway, with a couple talking points remaining about the story, uh, Roseline Alternative Energy uses a proprietary system of technologies to capture gases emitted from animal waste through the natural process of anaerobic digestion. Mm, yeah, yeah, already using what's already happening. The company does realize that it's more expensive to capture the pi- and pipe methane from farms than to drill for natural gas. But as pressure to address climate change grows, 
companies and governments may see it as a worthwhile strategy to reduce methane pollution. So you know, it's interesting. Methane is it gets a it gets a bad rap because it kind of in its natural state, it is it's a pretty you know it's a, it's a, a warming gas, right? Yeah. So that that can be a problem. But yeah, the bright side of methane is that it's a really really simple molecule. I mean, it it uh, it it's, it breaks down pretty quickly and really cleanly when you burn it. So in terms of of like using that instead for for like a natural gas, which is what they're doing here. I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's not. I mean, that's in terms of what you're doing to you know create energy. It's better than a lot of other ways. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's the greatest on earth, but it's certainly yeah. better than a lot of what we're doing now anyway. And, and yeah. you know, it's it's a it's an interesting it's yeah. an interesting option. Yeah. So I got yeah, more power to them. Let's see let's see how it goes. I think it's exciting to see any of these farms. You know, of course, it's a hot button topic to talk about farming animals and. If they're attempting to do something that's going to reduce their GHGs, you know that they're on the right track to start making a difference because we've got a long way to go, especially if we're eating 50 pounds of pork every year in America, which is quite a lot of pork. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, I, I do significantly more than that because <laughs> I like sausage rolls, you the do? Australian yes, treat, yes, yes. and I, I try to make at least 50 pounds of those per, per day. Per day. <laughs> for, for myself and others to enjoy. Sometimes. We need to call the doctor immediately, yeah, Noel. We right. need to make sure we... Uh, that might explain uh, some of the some of the intestinal difficulties I was having earlier in, in my office. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have more for you soon. See, we survived it. We got through technical difficulties. We made it. <laughs> technical difficulties, schmechnical. But the good thing about podcasts is they don't even have to know. Who's gonna know? No one. No I'm one's gonna right know. Now, no. Oh, sure. Know I, just, I just outed us for having all those um, those problems. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's all right. That's that's okay. That's they don't listen to the show for it to go well. That's true. That's true. They listen to the show to find out how we blew it. Well, we now have two audiences. If you think about it, we have the this week in greeners that expect nothing but perfection. That's right. And then we have the biofriendly podcasters who expect failure. Yeah. Constant who, and utter failure. Who want to know how we blew it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, should we keep on trucking? Let's do it. And get the story going? Let's do it. I think we need to rewind, though, because yes. it just, it's not yes. we were talking about the, something. Given the hand gesture. Really important to be wearing. Hand gestures are key. There it is, yeah. right there. Okay, I'm ready for your new story. Okay. Oh, I jumped forward. I'm so sorry, Veronica. Listen to my voice inappropriately. <clears throat> this week in green, I've got terrible news. You're dead. But now there's a way you can help the planet even after you've kicked the bucket. That's right, you can stay green in the grave thanks to a company called Return Home, which has introduced a process known as terramation, where your remains can be composted. CEO of Return Home, Micah Truman, stated that cremation takes about 30 gallons of fuel and pumps about 540 pounds of CO2 in the atmosphere, so we've devised a system that runs about 90% cleaner than that. Return Home's terramation places your, hu your human remains in an airtight container surrounded by a mixture of alfalfa and sawdust. The heat generated from our decomposing bodies creates an active microbial environment transforming our remains into soil after about 30 days. The soil is then given to the family. In 2020, 1.8 million Americans were cremated, which as a result exceeded 360,000 metric tons of CO2 emissions released annually. This is why Return Home offers an eco-friendly solution for those who wish to leave behind a cleaner planet. However, the new service does put the final nail in the coffin for Up Yours Mother Earth funeral services, which sends you out to sea in a styrofoam raft on a raft filled with uh, built of empty water bottles. <laughs> Pooch that joke to the moon. 
The idea being, they don't care about Earth, see? And so they're putting you on a styrofoam suit, see? And then there's water bottles, right? And then it's powered by like a diesel generator that's that's powering its whole separate gasoline-powered poop destroyer that throws carbon dioxide and literal coal into the sky while cremating your body not at all. And, you, and, and that, uh, that, that company's how, going out of business. That's is what you're talking about. Here's Mother Earth funeral services. You can count on that your body will stay here forever, even inside the styrofoam suit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. What I loved after that rant yeah. was you said C after about two or three sentences, like yeah. you were a 1920s gangster. Yeah. You're like, it's a styrofoam suit, C! Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. When you when you try to explain something properly, you gotta yeah. really you gotta yeah. get your inner, inner gangster out. See, absolutely. Oh uh, well, that I mean, here's the thing. I actually when this when I first started hearing the story, I was on the fence about it, and then as it went on, I was going, oh, I actually might very well do that for myself, you know, as a as a nice little way of uh, getting rid of my bones and body super fast and putting myself back into. Planners, so I think it's kind of cool what they're doing. You know, I mean, it's interesting. I think what we like to do on the show a lot is to, to bring up what new technologies are out there, what people yeah. are working on, what stuff's going on. Um, I'll be honest, I chose it because I think it's kind of a, a fun a fun topic of just like you die, here's what here's something you can do with your, your body. Yeah. To, I mean, death is hilarious. Of course. So I, I like to talk about it, you know, in hilarious terms. Wow. But um, But it's funny, I mean... If you just if you just bury your your body in the, in the ground, yeah, and don't need your remains to be given to anybody, just yeah. you know, or just throw yourself into the sea and let the fish have you. Yeah, it's a lot more eco friendly than either option, the yeah. cremation or even. Yeah. 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 But you're not taking up land for a period of time. You don't take up land. That's, I mean, if people make a big stink about about you know yeah. you got to have your gravestone and your headstone and some somewhere people look at you and everything else, but even then you're you're really good fertilizer for whatever's growing on top of you. Eventually, when oh. when that, when that uh, you know when that uh, graveyard gets destroyed another three thousand years because they've forgotten who we are, uh, that's going to be really good <laughs> land. It's going to be really your body will be very useful for someone to make food in the future. Oh, see, I didn't thought- you watch Lion King? I did, but okay. But circle humans, of life. They die, and we become the grass, which gets eaten by the cows. That's but they the circle keep, of life. But, but they keep putting us in boxes. That's what I thought. Like they keep putting our bodies. We're not in the ground. We're like in these shells and cases and yeah, things like that. Yeah, I mean, so there's I a big, there's a big thought. Like we've got to, we've got to keep the body lasting longer than than ever. So right. there's like a bunch of, of stuff they do to to make the make the body last. Yeah, yeah, right? and that's what I think that maybe the heart behind this was like. Let's stop making the body last. In fact, let's make the body last 30 days and then your planter food. Which, fair, it's be- it is better than many options. But if we just, if you just dug a hole like we used to do, see, in the games yes, today, see, yes, yes, see, and then just dump the person, just dump the body. Yeah. So just dump the body in the hole, cover it up, beautiful fertilizer. So the solution fine. is we just go back to traditional, dig a hole, roll them traditional in. Traditional, knocking a guy off. <laughs> Oh, you are a gangster. Dumping him in a in a, in a hole somewhere, and then, and then that's that's the, way, that's the way you got it. That's the most eco friendly way for us to move forward. <laughs> it's currently only legal the system in three states, so we don't have to worry too much about it happening oh. everywhere. So it's a Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, and the conventional cremation methods they require fuel uh, to heat the bodies, and the temperatures go up to 650 degrees Celsius in order to cause the incineration to occur. Whoa, that is super hot. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. Yeesh. And uh, that's all I've got, so we'll have more for you soon. There he goes. There he is. 
That was okay. That was great. That was great. The fact that uh, that you uh, went all I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take any more newsman at Mm -hmm. the end was uh, was perfect. (laughs) Mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. We'll do a live. Yeah, we'll do a live. He had his do a live moment. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, we'll keep this monkey going. All right. Is the is the camera going okay? Is it going all right? It's rolling. It's all right. I just want to make sure because you know we've had this is this has been an interesting one. All right. <clears throat> this is what happens when we skip a week. Yes, I know. It's, it's the show becomes it just becomes a, a disaster. disaster. <laughs> this week in green, what began as a pandemic pastime has already doubled over the past year as backyard vegetable gardens are springing up everywhere. They are called climate victory gardens, which is the name that dates back to the victory gardens of World War One and Two, when 20 million families tended backyard gardens and provided 40% of the nation's fresh produce at their peak. Drawing inspiration from this historic achievement, Green America is tracking this modern-day movement, which proves how effective home-growing can be when practiced on a massive scale. Emma Chris, a food campaigns manager at Green America, explains... That a climate victory garden is one that follows regenerative practices, such as diverse cover cropping and minimum to no-till practices, is free of pesticides and other harmful chemicals, and helps feed the gardener and pollinators. Green America provides resources for any new gardeners who need help on where to start. And you can even sign up and add your climate victory garden to a searchable map. Not to be outdone, a spokesperson from other pandemic pastimes like bread making and binging Netflix assure us that loading up on carbs and TV watching continue to thrive. When asked, a spokesperson said, shh, I'm busy eating a loaf of sourdough and watching Ozark. So so I just want, in case anybody was worried about the bread making uh, community watching Netflix, they're doing fine. Yeah, I mean. They're not gardening. They do not get in the way of, of, of the of Ozark. No, no. Yeah, de- definitely not season yeah. four. No. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's, but, but this was a cool. Stuff. This yeah. was a cool story about, uh, about Victory Gardens. What I thought was so cool is I actually didn't know that about uh, the time period during World War One and World War Two, and how much of the country provided the produce as a, as a war effort. And I thought this was a cool way to update this idea, add the word climate in front of it, and it inspires a whole new generation of people to garden and, and provide produce for their family. So that was, a, that was a cool part of the story. Yeah, I think that one of the downsides to the way we, we've caused ourselves to live recently mm-hmm. uh, is that, that we, we rely on, you know, on, on companies to sort of mass work out solutions that handle all your problems for you so you don't have to worry about handling yourself. Yeah. And and that's not really that not always the greenest. Something I mean sometimes you can you can be greener that way if you do it you do it right. But yeah. um this is kind of where we, we talked before about like the energy grid, right? Like a diverse energy grid. If everybody had had solar panels on their roofs and a and a battery wall on the side of their house, well then you even if you were at war and somebody took out the, the power grid, you'd have kind of independent microgrids on every single house. Right. right? So it's the same kind of thing. If, if everybody was at least mildly concerned about how they could make their own little victory garden and how they could produce their own food to some degree, it takes away a lot of the problem of if something goes wrong with agriculture. Like right now, we're, we're, we're set for a pretty bad fertilizer problem because of the war that's going on in Ukraine. Right. And that could, that'll, that'll raise food prices. That'll make it difficult to, to create food, difficult to get food. It'll, it'll cause some issues, right? And those, those people who have victory gardens are going to be like, well, at least I've got me. The veggies growing in the backyard, and that's 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 a good thing. It helps it helps when that kind of problem occurs, and it's kind of better for the environment, and yeah. better for us in general. So I'm up for it, man. 
Yeah. yeah. You dig it? Yeah, and I don't have to stop watching Ozarks to do it as well. No, you can I still can make your bread and watch Ozark, and you can you can do that. And then you just got to get up every now and then and go garden. That's the key of the Just, story. yeah, get off your duff for a second, go outside, <laughs> sing to your plants. We're growing some oak trees in the office right now, and yeah. we found that singing to them is very helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah. It's very so, helpful. so, yeah, man, this yeah. Is, that's good stuff. That's I like that stuff. expression, get off your duff. I've never get heard that one before. Get off your duff. Get off your duff. Yeah. Get off your duff. If we were doing tag still in the show, I would say that would be a good tag. A couple of uh, side notes. The number of registered climate victory gardens is around 15,000. That's registered. There could be more. And another where, way. Where do you register? Um, at, at Green America. Green so America. if you go to greenamerica.com, they're the ones that are tracking this whole thing. Fantastic. And you can sign up and they have tons of information if you're like, I don't know how to start one. Yeah. Another way right. the climate victory garden aids the environment is by limiting greenhouse gases emitted through food, transportation, and production. So you're also not only helping by growing your own, but you're limiting how much is needed to get to the stores all the time. So. Again, that also goes back with energy, right? Yeah. If you have your own, if, you're, if the energy's right there, you don't have to run it across a mountainside. Exactly. It's just it's right on top of you. So that, like this is this is good. This is good. This news. is this is the best. This is the best news story we've had on this show. <laughs> we'll have more for you soon. Bar none. <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. I'm 100% keeping that in there. <laughs> well, more recent, bar none. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to keep on going because I think that, uh, you know, we're not going to allow this thing to derail anymore. So we need to wind back. I did realize that as I'm looking at the teleprompter right now, in my cut and paste, I somehow missed your This Week in Green sentence. So you'll just have to say that and then begin reading. Okay. So it's missing that part. I'll do it. I know. I'm sorry. I'll do it. <laughs> You'll do it, all, all right. right. Yes. No more games, people. No more games, people. Let's figure this out. All right. We ready? We ready, ladies? Okay. We're going to go. This Week in Green. Imagine an aggressive off-roading vehicle straight out of Mad Max, but its sole purpose is to fix damaged roads with the environmentally friendly materials. The environmentally friendly materials? <laughs> huh? With no, it's me. I did. Oh, 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 I, I, had oh, a for I no was like, I thought it was me. No, I was for like, no reason. I just said V. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. We got this. We got this, this is the downside. <laughs> I have to, have to remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. This week in green. Imagine an aggressive off-roading vehicle straight out of Mad Max, but its sole purpose is to fix damaged roads with environmentally friendly materials. The technology is called the Carbon Crusher. The brainchild of a Norwegian startup focused on fixing up millions of miles of existing pavement with a plant-based adhesive. The carbon crusher grinds up the top layer of damaged road, then utilizing lignin, yes, the very same wood-based material we've seen here before, uh, helps bind the crushed material together to improve existing roads. The futuristic machine can crush pretty much everything, including stone and mountain surfaces, which removes the need to extract, transport, or add any new materials and can reuse all that road mixed up with its lignin binder. Lignin has no negative impact on vegetation, animals, humans, or equipment. Carbon Crusher is scaling up operations outside of Norway, beginning with other parts of Europe. It's also working on software that can track changes in the roads via satellite so it can proactively find highways and streets that need repair and explore other ways to improve roads. No updates yet, though, on the pending lawsuit from famous world pasta, uh, competitive pasta eater, the Carbonara Crusher, who claims that because of the name confusion, he's now being served plates of gravel. What a disaster. It is a disaster. Carbonara Crusher is my favorite. Nobody eats more pasta-based food than Carbonara Crusher. And this poor guy, I mean, I can imagine what's happening to his teeth. Yes. To his... It's terrible. To his 
Roof, roof of his mouth? Oh. It's like, I mean, Captain Crunch going on, basically, as he's eating that gravel. Captain Crunch, indeed. It is a, it's a tragedy because the Carbonara Crusher is one of those competitive eaters that you go, he can eat anything. He, he can, can eat, eat anything. Until and some you, people took that literally. They took it literally. They said, oh, he's, he's helping the planet. Give him plates yeah. of rocks and mountain materials. Yeah. Well, I hope the Carbon Crusher works, but I also hope that the Carbonara Crusher wins that lawsuit. I hope he wins that lawsuit. Yeah, and I think, I think we should, we're going to have to just reimagine what the Carbon Crusher uh, name should be because, you know, who, get, who gets first? First yeah. dibs goes to yeah, oh, yeah. competitive. He eaters. was there first. Yeah. But the Carbon Crusher is a cool sounding piece of equipment. I like what they're doing, yeah. and uh, I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's neat. the the idea The idea of uh, of cleaning up the roads that exist and then mixing them with with better materials to then reuse them and then resurface it, and then you're not wasting removing what what exists, but putting it back down on the road again is something that's better and cleaner and greener. I think that's I think that's fantastic. I think it's a really good idea. Um, got a couple talking points if you want. Okay, to. I'd love to hear the talking points. Go okay. on. Carbon Crusher has also released some exciting visuals, which uh, maybe we can put some right here on the oh, screen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, which further promotes sustainability by using hydrogen as a fuel for its crushing machine. So that's kind of good. Hydrogen options are 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 are, are positive. It's it's positive. It burns very clean. Yeah. Um, and then according to the company, uh, the over 40 million miles of road worldwide uh, emit approximately 400 million tons of CO2 when they do construction and maintenance on them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's a lot of confusion as to where, where the, the where carbon footprint comes from. You know, yeah. people kind of think it's all people driving around in their cars with gas, but that's right. actually a pretty small, small portion of it. There's yeah. so many ways. Yeah. Think about all the road construction, right? You, when you drive somewhere, you see these guys throw out there for weeks, if not months, with these heavy-duty pieces cleaning up the, the highways and freeways. You don't even think about how many of those are all over the world happening all the time right. on existing roads. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a production of goods in general making yeah. fertilizers like a, a yeah. nightmare yeah making plastics i mean this is all all of this all of this creates co2 so anywhere any place where we can limit that is or do a better job of it's a good idea so i'm behind the technology you like the carbon crusher i'm not behind the destruction of a poor wrestler i call him a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> well he does sound like a wrestler we made the whole thing up he does sound like a wrestler the carbonara <laughs> the crusher carbonara can also crusher. be a guy <laughs> who gives you a chokehold and feeds you carbonara yeah, yeah. that's how that's his yes, move yeah. that's his move he does yeah, yeah. Or she. Or she. It's your mama. (laughs) Eat your carbonara. I love that you said it's your mama. As you totally your mama joked me. (laughs) But but like I was trying to go Italian. I know. Like the Italian mom making you eat. It's your mom, totally. Eat your your carbonara. (laughs) But yeah, your mama. I accept. We'll have more for you soon. Oh, that was a blast. Alright, now we come to the last part of the show. This is where things get a little crazy. Uh, we'll see how this one all shakes out. Um, this is where we get to a segment. We kind of are playing around every week with a, a new way to close things out. And this is where we get, this is where we let our real sillies out. The sillies, Because yes. we've become these guys who are giving the news. We get a little joke tag at the end, but then we get into the serious stuff and, and a lot of our play is gone. But segment five is meant for play. This is meant so that the people who love the podcast can finally show people who like the show what it's all about. This is the crossing of worlds. This is when the Biofriendly Podcast and This Week in Green come together like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Not a perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here we go. Let's see. Let's see if we can rock this. Oh, Oh, come on. It is being very sensitive. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I just I it. just give up. Okay. 
This Week in Green, a new food dispenser system out of Ottawa, Canada has been called the Tag Pod. It's been revealed as a modern day solution for food shopping waste. The system is a one-touch, user-friendly interface that enables shoppers to easily customize the amount of product they wish to purchase. This gave Noel and I a few ideas on a segment we'd like to call New Ways to Reduce Your Shopping Waste. First one, Pants Exchange Program. Okay, so you're going in to buy a pair of pants, and you go in with pants. So what are you going to do with the pants when you buy the new pants? This method, you can just give them to the store. Okay. They got to figure out what to do with your pants, but you don't have to walk out with the pants you came in with. You, you don't have to walk pants. out with pants at all. You, uh, it's a pants optional. But this way, you walk out with your new pants or no pants, but you don't have to take the pants that you're getting rid of with you. They could literally be full of holes and tears, and you can look at the person in the, in the store and hand it to them and say, sorry, I'm participating. Pants exchange program. <laughs> this is now your problem. This is now your problem, not my problem. Very, very, very green solution. Reducing Huge. shopping waste. You've done it. Thank you. Two, instead of plastic security tags like you normally have on the uh, you know on your clothes and stuff, mm-hmm. hire a gorilla. What? Oh yeah, you can. You should hire a team of, of of gorilla security guards who destroy you if you steal any any clothes. That's amazing. So you just get out to you know. So, so let's suppose I'm a thief. I walk right. in. I right. grab the pants. Right. And then I'm running out to to go. A gorilla could just whack me on the back of the head, pick me up, and then drag me back over to. Where do you go? So this helps a lot of things. One, better security. Two, yeah. think of the gorilla jobs that, that this would be providing. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a gorilla. It could be a polar bear. Yeah, any kind of... It could be a, 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 an elephant. Yeah. A cheetah. Yeah. An orangutan. Absolutely. Be anything you want. <laughs> if you go to a store and think, I'm going to shoplift. I'm going to walk out of here with this t-shirt. You will think again if you look around and there's a gorilla eyeing you. You don't need security tags. We can get rid of them. That's genius. It's good for the environment. All right. Up next... Number three, edible packaging. Look, we've seen fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot. They even make underwear out of it. Why can't you wrap our products in something edible? Wouldn't it be great if you could bring something home and you just get to have a little bite to eat and then you get the thing that you bought? It could be clothes, it could be food, it could be toys, I don't care. Maybe your PS5 is wrapped in fruit by the foot. That's a way that you can bring it home and the packaging, it's not gonna go anywhere except your belly. That's environmental. It's brilliant. Thank you. Eat your way into your goods. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. And then, and if you're getting food, then you, you, you get to eat even before you get to eat. Absolutely. It's like double meat. And I don't have to take plastic bags into the grocery store to, like, no. to, put, to put my fruits in. Just No. It's all edible. Wrap it up in everything. edible underpants. Yeah. It's the Willy Wonka solution, I think. It's brilliant. Number four, secondhand office supplies. I know this sounds crazy, but imagine... You need a highlighter. Right. Why go to the store and buy a highlighter when you can just go to your neighbor's office and take theirs? Genius. And then use that instead to do your highlighting. The same could apply for paper, for pens, for for ink, computer parts. I mean, this is amazing. This is amazing. I love it. You could just walk around your building and just see, hey, does somebody else have a stapler? Does somebody else have a roll of tape? You don't need to go to Office Depot or Staples. Why buy anything new? There's tons of office supplies around you all the time. And if they're looking for one, they can just come and borrow it back from you. And everybody wins. Everybody wins. That is amazing. Until they wear out. But at that point, you know you've used it completely. I love that idea. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. Number five, bathe in the produce aisle. 
You know, you're walking in the grocery store and you're right around all the romaine lettuce and the, all the greens. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear like a tropical rainstorm. It starts showering down on all those vegetables. Sometimes they even add a little lightning flash and a rumble of thunder. Well, how nice would it be if you went to the grocery store and that's where you took your shower? If you time it right, you're doing double duty. You're going shopping and you're bathing in the produce aisle. I cannot see a flaw with this. There's no flaw. At all. Yeah. It is the perfect solution. I agree. It's a, they're using the water anyway. Absolutely. You it's, may it's, as well it's clean yourself off. being wasted on romaine. It should be romaine and you, and uh, and everybody wins I this I think scenario. if you dry yourself off on the romaine, then you're getting owed to Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. That's custom. That's that is a custom romaine. So I, I, I don't see where this fails. I cannot find a flaw. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Uh, number six, feed your neighbor to a shark. What? I, how in the world is that going to reduce shopping waste? Uh, well, so let's imagine that your neighbor that you let your neighbor borrow your uh, your weed whacker. Okay. And uh, you like you know you're like he'd say he'd say he'd give it back. Right. And right. you're like, okay, so it's been a couple of weeks to have it back. And he's like, oh, I don't I don't have it anymore. And then another couple of weeks go by, and you you know you're walking with your dog, and you look in their shed, and there's there's your, your weed whacker, so you know they. They have it. And then you ask again, and they're like, "I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, know, I don't know what we have it." And then you're thinking, like, you know, Carl, you stole my weed whacker. You could feed him to a shark, and then the shark would get food, and that'd be good for the environment. It sounds like the shark wins in this scenario, but I don't know about your neighbor Carl. <laughs> Well, he's not necessarily. This isn't is you, personally. I, you're making it seem like it's oh, my personal story. Uh, I misunderstood. I'm dealing with no. This is, I misunderstood. I'm for saying. A I'm saying that this could be just a random In guy named Carl right. Johnson, not the guy who, who lives, lives in next door three. <laughs> Woodcrest right now. <laughs> who has my weed whacker? Give it back, or I'll feed you to a shark. That's perfect. We'll have more for you soon. I love it. I love it. I love our in segments because they're bananas. They're <laughs> bananas. Yeah, absolutely bananas. Uh, we probably are going to have to on that one yeah. because we ad-lib so much and yeah. this thing is so skittish. We probably need to put those on our Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. I actually, number five was gone. I'm glad you remembered it. I, well, actually, I, I, like, I just went like this and I saw a produce aisle and I was like, yeah. I actually, um, I think in the past we did put the bits at the bottom of our talking points and mm. I think this time around I just... So many variables shaking so up So many today. variables. I know, I know. So, hey, you know we may have had a lot of ups and downs during that recording, but you know what? We what? came out on top. We came out on we top. Did. We did. We absolutely did. You know they actually do make edible uh, plastic in baking? Really? Yeah. This is wonderful news. They yeah. have edible plastic. Okay. So now I can just like buy a muffin that's wrapped in a... Uh, muffin. Muffin. <laughs> it's a muffin wrap. <laughs> Do you know the muffin wrap? Um, well, that's great. That's great news that it's in 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 uh, it's happening. But I think that it needs to expand to uh, toys. Yeah, yeah. Because I want a GI Joe that I can go. Hundred yeah. percent. They have to expand it to toys. They have to, they have to expand it to lawn darts. Yeah. I'm so glad this isn't the clip that gets released on YouTube because you know how much trouble I would get. They'd be like, "Toys? You want children to put toys in their mouth?" What's wrong with you? They're gonna choke. Oh, so many lawsuits. Yeah, but that's. You but know. it won't be our loss. It'll be the plastic company. <laughs> that's Whatever right. The, you're the, food, you're the, the ones who listen to me. Yeah. Why were you listening to me? We're I don't just know. reviewing their product. Yeah. We're just. Coming. We're not the ones who made. The, we're not the idiots who actually wrapped a toy in <laughs> chewable fruity goodness. We're just spitballing here. You're the ones who have the experts. Jeez. Yes. 
Well, I I still thought we did some great news today, and we fantastic. had a lot of fun, and uh, I've completely blanked as to how we end the show now. Uh, we have been your beacon of light. In a gloomy environment. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.